investment in their lives. Second Timothy chapter four. I want to start with verse seven. And uh, what I'm going to kind of do today is I'm going to kind of intro uh, where I want to go for the rest of the year, um, where I want to go in the month of December. And verse seven says this. We can throw it up. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. This is Paul speaking. He's at the end of his ministry. He's writing this book, Second Timothy two. Timothy, he's kind of passing the baton, so to speak, um, if you're familiar with uh, uh, races uh, where the runners have the baton and they have to pass it off. And you always want to pass it off with momentum. You don't want to stop and say, all right, come get it. No, you want to you want to carry that baton with momentum. And so he's passing the baton now to a young man named Timothy, very young man, but he's had some principles and he, he's had some investment put in him from a young age, Paul said, from your grandmother and from your mother. Uh, how many of you are thankful for parents that are investing in their children? Amen. I know many of you are. You have your children here today as a sign of investment. You didn't just bring them here because that's just what we do. You brought them here because, hey, this is a time of investment. We need to get the word. We need to be around other believers. We need to worship our king together. Amen. And so Timothy, a young man, has had some investment, and now there's some demand getting ready to be made. But Paul makes a statement. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And I have kept the faith. Everything's past tense. He's at the end now. And he's looking back. And he's saying, these are the things that I have done. And I think many of us, I believe all of us in this room, have a desire to have that kind of statement at the end of our lives, at the end of our careers, at the end of a year, at the end of a run, at the end of anything. We want to be able to look back and say, Everything that was necessary for me to be where I'm at today, I did that. I invested that. I have fought the good fight. Even though it's a good fight, it's still a fight. Amen? There's still some fighting involved. I have finished the race. He didn't say I started the race. See, our, 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 even in our nation, we've kind of taken on this whole, as long as you start, you're good. And, and I believe that God is interested in people finishing. I believe that God is a result oriented God. I believe he wants us to complete what we finish. In fact, even God completes what he finishes. He sees value in finishing something out, not just leaving it half done, not getting in and finding out it took more work. I got a friend of mine right now. Uh, we were down in Florida for Thanksgiving on a, a good friend of mine that's working on some uh, work in his bathroom, and it ended up being more work than he bargained for. Anybody ever gotten into something, it ended up being more than you thought it was going to take. And he told me this. He, he, he made the statement. He said, anytime I do a construction project, I always, count, uh, I always count on it being twice as long and it costing twice as much. Anytime you get into, just go ahead and think, go ahead and get in your mind. It's going to take me twice as long as I think it should take. And it's going to cost me twice as much as I think it should cost. And, and even Jesus said, look, you got to count the cost. You don't count the cost to start but you count the cost of what it's going to take to finish what you start. And God wants to finish what he started. And then he says this, I have kept the faith. That's interesting because if you read back in the entire book of really 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy, he keeps charging Timothy. He says, look, you're going to have to stay to the faith. Many will fall away from the faith. But look, I've kept the faith. I've kept the faith. I, I, didn't, I didn't waver. I may have gotten shaken, but I didn't get moved. Amen? Because he talks about the tribulation. He talks about the trials. Let's keep going here. Uh, verse 8, finally, there is laid up for me the crown 
of righteousness. This is the result now. Because of what I've done, he says, finally. How many of you are ready to get to finally? Finally, 2015 is up. Finally, the car is paid off. Finally, the house is taken care of. Finally, the kids are grown. There's always a finally, and God wants us to get to finally. He says here, finally, there's laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Paul is identifying here, it's okay to look ahead to the reward. It's okay to look ahead to say, I've invested, and now I get to withdraw on that investment. I've put in, and now I get to make a demand. I get to go to God and say, God, where's the crown? I did. I kept the faith. I fought the good fight. I finished my race. The title of my message today is real simple. We've all heard it before. A fight to the finish. A fight to the finish. And what I want to do today, uh, November 29th, 2015, uh, as far as we have come this year, we've only got, what, 32 more days left in the year. And uh, for the remainder of the 32 days that are left in this year, I want us to do this. Forget what's behind and press on. I don't care what kind of year you've had. I don't care if you had a good year. We've got to forget what's behind. I don't care if you've had a down year. Uh, you know, this is a time of year, getting into December, you hear me say it plenty of times, you know, it ought to be a joyous time, it ought to be an exciting time. I think, you know, that Christmas is celebrated at the end of the year for a reason. Because what else would we have to look forward to sometimes? Sometimes we get this far in the year and all we have is regrets. All we have is discouragement. All we have is I wish. It's amazing, we start the year in January with a bunch of resolutions. And we end the year looking back on a lot of times what we didn't accomplish or what we didn't do. And, and the devil loves to steal your joy because the joy of the Lord is your strength. The only way you're finished strong is if you're joyous about it. So if he takes away your joy, you won't finish right. You won't finish strong. You'll get down, you'll get depressed, you'll get discouraged. And I don't think that we need to get down, depressed, and discouraged. And not just because it's Christmas. And not just because it's pre- presents and time of, you know, having t- family time and eating a lot of food. I think this ought to be a joyous time because you can look ahead to what God's going to do. And where I want to go in the month of December, I essentially just want to get us a head start. Why wait till January to look ahead to the great things in 2016? Why waste the next 30 days just wishing we could have changed things? And Well, you know, January 1st is coming. How about December 1st? So here's what I want us to do. Every resolution, everything you didn't accomplish, everything that didn't get finished, everything that didn't get completed, maybe right now you can't say, I haven't ran the race. I I haven't fought the fight. I, I haven't kept the faith. But you have 32 days left in your year. Don't waste another one. I want to encourage you today that we're going to pick it up today, right here, November 29th. Today, whatever you said you were going to do in January that we haven't accomplished, you pick it up. If it was a diet you were going to do, the next 31 days you're doing that diet. If it was a workout that you were going to do, if it was shaping up the body, come on, I'm preaching now. Yeah. If it was saving money, if it was talking and and developing a relationship with a certain individual, if it was reading your Bible, if it was praying, don't, so many, look, I'm telling you right now, the pressure is the strongest at the finish line. 
The pressure is the greatest when you're the closest to achieving what you set out to do. And I'll tell you right now, this is, this is what we do, is, and this is how the enemy works, is we get this close, and he says, you might as well quit. You might as well give up. But I'm a firm believer that how you end one thing is how you start another. And I believe that we can start 2016 great because we end 2015 great. That's not accumulation of what all has taken place in the last uh, 300 and uh, 34 days, 33 days. I hope that's right. 365 minus 32, whatever that is. I, I hope that we don't get into December and it's just a bunch of I wish, I didn't, I can't, I hope. Many, so many times we, we just end the year just looking to the next one. And I want to end the year this year strong. I don't know about you. There's things in my life that, man, I, I didn't uphold that. I, I didn't do that. And I'm picking it up today. I'm, I'm, I mean, as soon as I get home, I'm going to take a nap today. Trust me. We don't got Kingdom Institute. I am taking a nap. I didn't get in until 11 o'clock last night. We were running around like crazy. My son was sleeping like a teenager. Going to bed at 11 o'clock, not taking naps. Thought he was 14 years old or something. Driving us crazy. Going crazy over there. So I'm going to sleep today. But I had some resolutions. And I have some things that I set out to do in January that I, I, I haven't quite got there. But I, I, I don't care uh, what I've done to this point. I'm looking ahead from this day on. Look at this. And uh, continuing on here. Verse 9. Be diligent to come to me quickly. This is Paul speaking. He's at the end of his road, man. For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world and has departed from Thessalonica. Titus from Dalmatia. Look at verse 11. Only Luke is with me. Now watch this. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me for ministry. That's right, Mark. Of all the people that just got named, you want to be Mark. You want to be Luke or Mark. You know, there's, there's some names in the Bible you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be that individual. But the interesting thing about Mark to me is, is John Mark was really his name. Uh, there was a point in, in ministry with Paul that Paul saw him as not very useful and, and not effective for the ministry. There was a time where, where Paul said, I, I can't travel with this guy. He, he, he complains too much. He's bringing everybody down. Uh, you know, he, he, he's just ineffective. I can't use him. And now here at the end, see, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. Come on, somebody. It's not how you start. It's how you complete the thing. I, I've been rolling around so many titles in my head for the series in December, and one of them that I just love that I really feel like I want to go with is the comeback. There is nothing, there is no greater story in sports than a great comeback. I, I was on just a couple of weeks ago, I just went on YouTube and just pulled up a bunch of videos of different 
awesome comebacks in sports. There is nothing like that. Where you're out, you are down for the count. People have already started setting up the party for the other team, and they have to rip it all down and tear it all down because you just came back. What if you could come back this year? What if this year was your comeback? What if we're not just sitting around thinking, well, you know, we, we put in a good effort and we tried, and we'll just see what 2016 But what if we could say, devil, I'm going to sneak up on you this year, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to whip your tail for the rest of this year. Come on. Why wait till next year? Why wait? Let's go ahead and get it done. And so Timothy, I believe, or uh, not Timothy, but uh, Mark, I believe, is a great uh, picture of a comeback in the Bible. What could a comeback look like for you? What, what could it look like if over 32 days you set yourself to complete that which you set yourself to do at the beginning of the year? Let's start over. I'm going to walk you through the, the, the next weeks leading up to Christmas. I'm going to show you how, how Jesus' birth and death on the cross and resurrection was the greatest comeback of all time. Just when the devil thought he had him. Just when he thought he was in the grave and done, I finally got rid of that guy. I mean, there is, there is nothing like uh, being on uh, the, the team that's winning. And you're playing a team that just won't quit. There's nothing like that. I remember in uh, 2011, my, my hometown baseball team, the Texas Rangers, were playing the St. Louis Cardinals. And we had it in the bag. Twice we had it in the bag. Probably one of the, the, probably one of the greatest comebacks in, in, in baseball history. In the World Series, I mean, we had them to the last strike. And we could not get the last, the last strike. The last strike. Don't run me out of the church, but I'm a Patriots fan. And they've had, man, Giants twice in the Super Bowl. A comeback. There is nothing like a comeback. And there is, put the devil on the ropes. Make him, just let him know, I ain't giving up. I ain't giving in. I'm not quitting. I'm driving this thing until the end. Go ahead and give them your last shot. Give them everything you got. I have fought the fight. Timothy comes back, and now he's mentioned uh, 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 on a list of people. I mean, look at verse 14. You don't want to be Alexander the coppersmith. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. May the Lord repay him according to his work. You don't want Paul praying, may the Lord repay him. You don't want anybody praying that, but much less Paul who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, I think God's listening to him. And you don't want Paul praying, uh, may he get what he sowed. May the Lord repay him. But look at verse 17. This is how you're going to finish, guys. This is how you're going to finish. Right here. How am I going to pick up where I left off? How am I going to complete that which I started? How am I going to finish? Look at verse 17. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. This is going to be our verse for the whole month. For the whole month of December, you're going to declare this over your life. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me and that all the Gentiles might hear. Also, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. How are you going to finish this year? The Lord is standing with you. The Lord is with you. The Lord is for you. 
and you've got to trust in him. You weren't designed to finish alone. You were not designed to finish alone. And we are going to finish this year stronger than ever before. We've got great things to look ahead towards in 2016, but we're not done yet. We're not out yet. And I'm, I'm encouraging you this year. Encouraging you this year. In fact, I, I, I've been kind of getting some ideas of how we could incorporate this. I, I'd like to have some cards. I'm going to try to maybe have some cards next week that we can all write down what that thing is. And you're going to set yourself to finish it this year. This month. If you said, I'm going to pray, I'm going to wake up uh, and give God one hour of my time, then for 32 days you're going to do that. you got 32 days. I'm going to read the Word every single day. We've got Bible reading plans. We'll get them to you. You can set yourself for the next 32 days. Because if you will finish this year, imagine what we'll go into in January. Imagine what we're setting ourselves up for. Imagine what we're setting ourselves up for. Into. You can have the greatest 2016. The great, it can be the greatest year of your life because you set yourself this year. I don't care if the savings account is empty. Fill it up this month. Do it this month. Because you said in January, I'm, I'm going to save. This is the year I'm going to save. I'm putting that aside. I, I, I'm going I'm to make sure I say, I'm going to tithe. I'm going to attend church as much as I can. I'm going to uh, be in the work. Whatever it is. I dare you to take the next 32 days because the Lord is standing with you and the Lord is strengthening you. Even after Paul goes on his list of all the people that abandoned him, all the people that left him, all, you would think that that would be an excuse to say, man, you know, I tried, but, you know, these people failed me. These people gave up on me. These people left me. I mean, you go over to 2 Corinthians 11. And you read his resume of the trials and tribulations he endured, the shipwrecks and the beatings. He even died and he gets back up and goes back into ministry. I mean, this is a guy that would not quit. This is a guy that the devil was saying, can we just get this guy off of the face of the planet, please? Can we please do something? I mean, he's sending guys from his own team. He's sending guys that are on the opposing team. I mean, anything that God, anything that the devil can do to try to stop Paul, he's bringing it. And Paul ends and he says, I have fought the good fight. Chase, if you come up, I have fought the good fight. I have run the race, finished the race. Paul said this, he said, I discipline my body. I put it into subjection. It doesn't rule me, I rule it. I tell my body what to do. I beat my body into submission. I discipline myself. Guys, I, I, I really feel strongly in this. When you look in the Word, God finishes what He starts. He said He's faithful to perform that which He promised. Guys, I, I, I don't know what betrayed you. I don't know what let you down this year. I don't know who left you. I don't know what ended up being unproductive. But I'm telling you right now, God will stand with you. I mean, Paul essentially is telling us there's no excuse for not finishing. He said, I am going to set out to apprehend that which I've been apprehending. 
run my race. Run my race. Guys, there's a finish line ahead. It's 32 days down. Who's going to finish the race with me? Come on, who's going to finish the race with me? Who's going to set yourself in your heart and say, finish it. I'm completing because the Lord is standing with me. Father, we thank you this morning. We trust in you. We trust in you. You're standing with us. You've never forsaken us. You've never left us. You've never failed us. Father, we're just so honored that we get to serve you with our lives. We get to serve you with our finances. We get to serve you with our families. We get to serve you with our jobs. And, and, and Father, even though we may not be where we thought we would be or even where we would like to be, we're going to set ourselves for this next month to finish what we start. Father, we thank you that you're so faithful. You're so faithful. You've delivered us. We can look back on your faithfulness. We can look back on your promises with assurance that you got us this far. You'll get us through the next. So, Father, we finish. We finish strong. We finish with the heart that wants to serve you. We finish with the heart that loves you. We finish with the heart that wants to fulfill the purpose for which you have set us out. Father, it's for your glory. It's for your honor so that you will be lifted up. It's not about us. But, Father, we give you this next month. We don't serve ourselves. We serve you. We give you all the glory, all the praise. And all the honor for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.